It's October 11th, 2020, and welcome to episode 44 of the Big Metal Podcast. We gather in the podcast Discord server on alternate weeks to discuss news and thoughts on the past and future projects of Baby Metal. We invite you to join us, whether you're a longtime fan or have only just arrived. I'm Paul, and I am joined by Kevin. Yo, yo, and welcome, everybody. And Callie. Hello, everyone. So, we made it. We're, on, we're at um, episode 44. We are um, a year out from the release of Metal Galaxy. We are a year out from the forum, and we just got... A bunch of information about Baby Metal's 10-year sort of celebration stuff. So we, we have many things to talk about. I, I don't I don't. It doesn't seem like a lot. We'll be done in 20 minutes. Is what I say to that. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, some things we expected, some things we did not. Uh, but we'll get through many of these things. Yeah, it, it won't take twenty minutes if I'm <laughs> if I'm involved in speaking. <laughs> um, though I will try to rein myself in just a bit. But uh, so there's a couple of sort of recent news things, and then we'll, we'll we can dive into like the main the main things that have happened. You know, so sort of like minor things that came up. The songs of Tokyo taping will have happened. Uh, it is over. It's been over for about three hours. I have heard nothing about it. So no, I. I can tell you I was not on it. Yeah. No, neither was I. Anyone in the chat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we would love, we'd love to know. Um, I'm sure that. Please speak up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think the, uh, there must be an NDA or something. Um, but so we'll, we'll know. Uh, we don't know anything new since the last episode we recorded, actually. Um, it's going to be on one of the last weekends in October uh, aired. So. Uh, well, I guess maybe we could quickly reflect on the fact that the uh, the forum was a year ago. We were all That's standing in a hot parking lot. Crazy to me that that was a year yeah. ago already. What's also crazy is I never got to meet you two. <laughs> <laughs> we went to the same show. It's sad. Yeah, we're there. That is really unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, I think I saw you at some point, Kelly, um, throwing like beanbags into a like a hole or oh, something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Playing the fun. game cornhole. Is that what it's called? Do you not know the game Cornhole? I guess it is a very American thing, but I'm not. Su- I'm surprised Paul doesn't no. know it. We just call it like bean, like bean bag in a hole or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's the uh, yeah. You stand opposite of each other, and you've got two slanted yeah. pieces of wood with a hole in it. You throw bean bags. Yeah. Yeah, it's called Cornhole. You can actually watch it on ESPN two here in the states sometimes. <laughs> a- okay, I will do that. <laughs> there's competitive cornhole. There, it almost sounds professional rude. cornhole. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> yeah, but uh, there's, there's your American fact of the day: cornhole. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I just googled it to see what like we call it over here. We just call it beanbag toss game. Nice. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, and that was that was really quite. Uh, I mean, maybe we'll we'll reflect on that further when we do our reflections episode. But um, <laughs> that was quite an experience. Flying all the way out for just a just a day. <laughs> uh, yeah. I love the insanity of it. Uh, but, and actually, you know, I always think of it as the, the anniversary of the forum, but it, it's actually the anniversary of metal galaxy too. Uh, also doesn't feel like a year old. Uh, okay. Anyway, yeah, we, we can, we can perhaps reminisce more on that 
in mm-hmm. a future episode. But uh, another thing that that really just kind of, just kind of arrived um, is there was a an, an interview in Rockin' On Japan in November 2019. Uh, so you know, some time ago now, and there was finally a good. You know, it's it's a you know sort of first pass translation of this. It was kind of a long interview with Sue and a long interview with Moa, uh, and it's really pretty interesting. Uh, I I would encourage reading it. I think it's possible that. Well, have you guys read it already? It it's really. I recent. have, I have. I actually read it this morning because I couldn't go back to sleep. I see. <laughs> no, I haven't actually read all of it yet. Only just what you've got on here. Uh-huh. It's my my sense of it is that having read it. I don't, I don't exactly feel like I learned things that I didn't know before exactly, but you do, but it does feel like it got deeper than some of the stuff we'd heard before. Mm. Yeah. I think that's a good summary of it. Um, I would say it reminded me of, was it, was it a Hedobon interview? Might've been PMC. If you're going where I think you're going. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think yes. PMC. Yeah. It felt like Mm. an expanded version of the PMC interview with longer answers, Mm. um, the interviewer actually getting into some detail on answers and things like that. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's what it felt like to me. And I think specifically the PMC interview that was uh, like the first one where they were wearing the, like the cloaks or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But uh, I mean, so I, I think maybe what you're responding to is the, both of them talking about that uh, Kansas city show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. With great unease. <laughs> yes. Mm. Um, it, I mean, you know, it is interesting the degree to which, you know, they were really sensing the, the audience and really kind of freaked out about that first, the first show and having a kind of like a pact between themselves to protect each other. Scripted mm-hmm. um, in chat asks, uh, does it still feel scripted and carefully measured or do you get a sense that they were more loose and free to speak their minds? Um, for me, I think, uh, I think there's always going to be an element of that, but I think as they've grown into what they are today at 10 years, they're trusted to say what they're supposed to say, not what they're not supposed to say and speak their minds where, where able. Um, so I, I don't think it necessarily reads as scripted, um, but you know, it definitely reads like somebody who doesn't want to give too much information away, but is willing to open up a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I thought it, it flowed pretty Nicely. I mean, like they're, they're, I maybe noticed this, uh, they both did this, both Sue and Ma, you know, that, that there was a sort of back and forth, a quick back and forth with the interviewer as mm-hmm. the thoughts were developed mm-hmm. in a way that really doesn't feel like the scripted stuff that you see, you know. Right. It It's definitely not scripted in the same way everything was scripted in 2016. You know, the last time they were super active doing interviews and things like that. It definitely feels more retrospective and more free. Yeah, I think it's also hard to get a great sense of that just because every time I read it, it's a translation, right? And there's always going mm-hmm. to be things lost in translation. Yeah, though I feel like I'm getting some practice at seeing through the mm-hmm. the, the fuzz. <laughs> yep, definitely. But uh, yeah, another thing that was kind of featured in there was both of them kind of really talking about their, like the degree to which they kind of sat and thought about like what is what mm-hmm. I mean, particularly in the wake of you and leaving, you know, like what mm-hmm. is the core here? You know, mm-hmm. um, if, if it's not three, what is it that we're trying to do? Mm-hmm. And it does seem like they both kind of settled on that change and fun 
are both pretty much core concepts. <laughs> <laughs> right. So as long as they can sort of stick to that. Moa said mm-hmm. something, uh, let's see, there was something in the Moa interview. Oh yeah, she was, she was talking about like um, this sort of shift away from the, the, the three and just mm-hmm. talking about kind of like the strength of shapes and things. And she, she referred to the triangle formation as kind of strong, you know, like it's safe mm-hmm. from any angle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And there was this funny thing where, like, if you as you as you sort of increase the number of people, it becomes more round and soft. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So, I didn't quite see how that connected to going down to two. Maybe that just turns into like a, sp- a spear. <laughs> but <laughs> well, the implication for me there, I think, was that they're they're down to two, but dancing is three, so the triangle's back. Yeah, it could be. Um, one other thing I thought that was interesting and worth mentioning is, you know, they were both asked about the departure of Yui Metal. Um, they both had similar am- answers. Um, and the, the image that came to my mind, because they they both got really kind of reflective after that time. Um, they were both very supportive of, of her decision and understood it, wanting Yui wanted to follow her own dream and not continue. Um, and then I got, they were talking about in another part of the interview, how they go out to dinner a lot. So I had this um, image in my head of them both at a dinner table somewhere, just being super reflective and introspective, trying to plan out the future of baby metal. And it brought, it was really amusing to me for some reason. You do get the sense though, I think reading this, that they, um, that they are full participants, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, like they really are kind of like struggling with this idea and they're, um, Sue was talking about, you know, the, even then the recording of things, you know, that there was mm-hmm. just a lot more trying different stuff. You know, the recording sessions were much more involved trying different things that didn't ultimately make it into the recording. Yeah. There, there had always been that question of, you know, are, are they just cogs in the machine kind of yeah. going through the motions? And I, I think that might've been true to some degree as they were younger, but I think it's pretty yeah. clear after reading all the interviews they've had in the last year, year and a half that they, they've really assumed ownership and taken a leading role in pushing the group forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Moa mentioned during the, about the recording that she thought it was really interesting trying new things like, um, you know, she tried her hand at rapping. Um, and then mm. sort of simultaneously, that was pretty, that was, it was, it, she contrasted that with the kind of nostalgia that came up from recording Night Night Burn, which they had been re- sort of like working on even during the and I. Right. So that it really, you know, not only is it just a song that's long lived, but I mean, like it calls their memories back to that time. And they talk. Oh, and, and uh, Moa mentioned that uh, they used to, you know, speak about being possessed by the fox god and not remembering anything when they go on stage. And she says that's no longer true. <laughs> she remembers it very well. <laughs> so that's pretty funny to hear. Because yeah. it was always, it, yeah. It's it is neat to see this evolve because I mean, like you can really see, you know, they were playing a game before, but. Uh, right. But it's sort of it's sort of gradually shifted to where we are now, where they're you know they're still they're still taking it seriously and they're doing it. Um, but it's the game's changed. Yeah, they've shifted to industry professionals and not mm-hmm. just kids having fun on stage. Yeah, I don't think there's anything else I wanted to stress about that. There's more there. I took I took many notes that I didn't mention. You'll be happy to hear. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, yeah, we could probably do a whole episode on just that interview. So it's worth reading. We'll make sure the links are below. So one of the upcoming episodes, I actually haven't seen anybody, you know, show that they have the Katakawa book yet, because I think maybe it's only, maybe it's still only a day or two away from shipping. 
or Mook, I should say. It's the magazine slash book. But um, that's going to be full of this kind of stuff, I expect. Yeah, definitely. Okay, let's see. In other news, here's a brief one. Uh, Baby Metal has a TikTok account. Yay! <laughs> okay, <laughs> moving on. It'll be the same videos that they post on their Instagram and Twitter. It won't yeah. be any different. Right. This. I think it's, it's quite good for them because those videos might get pushed into other people's timelines for people like maybe to younger fans who've never heard of them. Mm-hmm. So I think that's quite a good move. Yeah, smart. Yeah, it probably is. I think someone was saying that they the video that they put up was was kind of too long for the the normal format. <laughs> I didn't really. Yeah, they're just, ah. they're copy and pasting across all social media. Yeah, so that's gonna yeah, happen. They always do. Uh, another thing that was kind of. You know, I don't know exactly what motivated this, but uh, they re-released Headbanger, the single. I think that may have just been a way to get it in the, under the you know under the right label. Mm. Um, ah, okay. But it's weird because I don't remember having any difficulty buying this. Like I don't, I don't think it was deeply out of print or anything like that. And the other thing is that the old one was actually really cool. Like it had the the feature of the old one that I think has not transferred to the new one is that it was actually a data CD as well. So it had, it had the um, big metal death movie on it. Oh, that's right. Is that on the re-release? I, well, I've seen no mention of it. And, and uh, the baby metal news post uh, hypothesized that, you know, it's not, hmm. that it's actually kind of like a uh, downgrade. <laughs> <laughs> it's all, it's the same track list. Um, and I think somewhere it does actually say it's, say it's a re-release of, you know, whatever the catalog number is. It starts with J-O-B. Mm-hmm. So, so I don't think it's, it's, I don't think there's anything different about it. I think it's okay. the same, the same audio and, and fewer video pieces. Right. Uh, okay. I guess that was it on the, the news things. So we can now dive into 10 baby metal years. And that's it for this episode. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> See you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's a, there's a bunch of big things. Um, I would say that there are kind of two things that stand out as not really being part of it. Um, well, okay, so the two things I was thinking of are BMC, mm-hmm. the music video, and this thing that just started uh, called Hona Talk. What <laughs> um, <laughs> one more time? One, one more time for the people in the back. I think it was. I think it's something like "hone talk," uh, <laughs> right? It's like it's like "hone talk." <laughs> some more A's in there. Yeah. Well, and actually, if you if um, you know when we get to it, but they have a big logo on the screen, uh, at least you know sort of in the preview of it, and it, it was actually written out, you know, in Roman letters H O N E T, and then they mm. have ten A's, and then L K. Everything is the number 10. Yes. But anyway, I think I, I would say that that's not um, actually really part of the 10 year thing. I would actually class that a little bit more with the baby met da 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 thing that we had before. Oh, yeah, yeah. But so maybe we can talk about those two things first and then we can dive into all the all the 10 year stuff. Does that sound all right? Sure. Yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so. Somewhat by surprise, I think pretty much entirely by surprise. We we kind of knew that we knew the audio was coming, yeah. but we didn't know that suddenly uh, we were going to get the BMC 
video, and it wasn't just lifted from Legend Metal Galaxy. It's amazing. I audibly yeah. said what when I got the notification on my phone from their socials. <laughs> and and I think Callie should really take lead here in this segment. Yeah. As as this is as this is your uh, bread and butter. Yeah. <laughs> so what did you think? Mm. We waited waited so long for an official music video. Like what a treat. It was a complete complete shock. And and the the, the video itself is just so good. The girls in it just mm. absolutely smash it. So it is just—is it a rap battle? Seems to be. Yeah, yes. that seems to be. Yeah, they, they're making that even yeah, so more explicit somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's like a really good concept, and the the people they're fighting—that's really good. Um, they got their like amazing costumes and the boss with like that massive mask. Um, but yeah, this this the same thing kind of happened with when Distortion was uploaded because that like YouTube thing was uploaded and we were like, well, what is this? What is this? And then the music video was uploaded. So this is kind of the same thing, mm. but um, this is an actual music video. It's actually amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So the last one was karate, wasn't it? I think that's true. I think uh, yeah. the last one that they sort of well, participated I'm, in. Yeah, I'm, not, you know, I'm not counting distortion or starlight. Right. <laughs> right. Well, there are a couple, you know, they, they got a couple eyeballs in one of those. But. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, blink and you'll miss it. Yeah, yeah. And I suppose I don't really count the uh, the the live performance, quote unquote, music videos either. No, I don't either. You know that this is a music video as you would expect if you're old and were watching MTV in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a, it's. I mean, it's basically it's it's just not from a concert. It's uh, mm. you know, so the big metal BMC, you know, big metal cipher idea is as I've always interpreted it to be something sort of like a metal version of a rap battle. Mm. And that's, you know, and what they did is they formatted this thing in such a way that it's, it is really sort of like a video game challenge, you know, so they've got Sue versus, and then Moa versus, and you know, they each do in the, in the imagery, they're each doing a verse. Of course, Sue is singing the whole time, but, Mm -hmm. um, uh, but they, you know, the imagery is the first one is Sue's section and she, you know, wins and then the second section the imagery is basically moa um there's a little little bit where sue is shown again in the middle of that uh and actually the the um the style kind of shifts in the middle when when we get sort of to to the acapella boss part it does start looking a lot more like karate uh, it's really sort of lit that way That's it's, what I thought. yeah it really does the uh the, the boss even i think looks like one of the masked dudes in karate that they're fighting mm-hmm yeah, that was, that was actually, now thinking back on it, who was that guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we haven't done an episode on that song yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, wasn't, I mean, you know, I think there, there are a lot of pretty fast cuts and things. And I, I actually, I, I thought when I was watching Legend Metal Galaxy that I really wouldn't have minded that footage being this video. Um, like that was pretty well put together as a video itself. But um, but I like that this exists. Now we have both. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my, you know, there's criticism floating around on the on the quick cuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, t- I totally get that, and I agree. I definitely agree with that to an extent. Um, but then my inner editor is like, well, "How the hell else do you cut this music video?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, another thing that was kind of interesting about this video is that it it kind of appears like this could have been completely filmed in the pandemic era where they were never in the same room. Hmm. No, I hadn't considered that. 
because they they it really they really are for the most part entirely independent which which I think I kind of in a, in a way I kind of respect that because it it means that uh, there you know there was an obstacle and they dealt with it you know that's that's like what they do right <laughs> a part of me thinks that if this pandemic didn't happen would you think they would still film this video Mm, you really want to make this episode three hours. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good question. I, I don't know if I have the answer to that. Oh, or just, well, maybe they did it purely for the fact that BMC has been so popular, especially since they released Legend Metal Galaxy internationally. I think because that song I know on Spotify was like on the top three most played songs or like popular mm-hmm. songs at the moment. Hmm. So they, they must have seen that. I think, whoa. People love it. Yeah, I think that definitely has a lot to do with it. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's unprecedented for this group to take one of their exclusive songs and then later release yeah. it internationally. Um, so I think the the popularity of it definitely speaks to them wanting to produce something. Mm-hmm. So lucky. But then they also did play this in the tour in February. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was a kind of a teaser that we actually are going to release it. Yeah, could be. Yeah, they. they I, I wonder. I mean, I would guess that this video would have existed regardless mm-hmm. of the sort of world situation, but it, but it might have looked a little different. I mean, I think I think yeah, they, there might have been a little bit more mm-hmm. of them standing together. And true. That's an interesting question. Is there a shot of them together in the whole thing? I don't think there is. I think there's some. You no, know, there's some sort of implicit implicit ones where they're silhouetted next to each other, but right, you know. Not obviously standing on the same piece of green screen. Right. And I think there's probably no place where you can do that same. I think we talked about this when the, the Corey Taylor video came out. Mm-hmm. That like, if you go frame by frame, you can see that there's a little bit of a nudge that Maul gives to <laughs> Sue's shoulder. <laughs> that sort of shows that they were in the same room. Right. <laughs> but, Investigator Paul. But yeah. Um, anyway. So, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, it is, it's a little over the top, but I mean, like, I guess that's in a sense what they were going for. Yeah. These like definitely. glowing eyes and weird, like, you know, snake neck moves and things. <laughs> <laughs> I would expect nothing less at this point. That's pretty great. I, I've kind of alternated between watching the official video and the Legend Metal Galaxy one. And that's the main thing I watch of Legend Metal Galaxy 2, of course, but... Mm-hmm. Do they have the new costumes in here? I don't think they do actually. In I don't think in they this do. Video. No, it's the, no, it's not. Yeah. So we'll we'll get to the. There are new costumes. We will get to. But they got smokier eyes. Yes. <laughs> True. Paul mentioned Paul mentioned the uh, BMC shirt. <laughs> ah, I oh, see. Yeah, I see. we didn't mention that. Shirt. We haven't mentioned it. Right. Have we? Um. They decided to sell a BMC shirt. It came up in the middle of the night for me and was sold out in like three minutes. So hope you got one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and we didn't mention the single either. <laughs> yeah. The, the, with the BMC release, there was both a, a vinyl single, like oh, Distortion. So <laughs> oh, man. What would we do without our chat? Yeah. Yay. But um, finally listen to it on Spotify. <laughs> that is nice. It's already on my Spotify and I'm appreciative of that. Yeah. It's weird. Or it's not actually weird, but they haven't um, put it back inside Metal Galaxy. It's just on its own. Oh, weird. I hadn't noticed that. Yeah. Well, it is on Spotify anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose if you have the international, 
if you have the international one, then it doesn't fit in there, right? Yeah. No, but you can just make your own playlist yeah. and add it in. But yeah, so, so it was, I mean, I guess, you know, we, we didn't even mention the fact that when the when the video came out, it was released as a single, which has all the implications that being a single has. So it shows up in Spotify and iTunes and things, I think. I haven't bought it on iTunes yet. I should go check that. But anyway, but you, you know, it's it's become available, and and there is a final record you can buy in principle. Uh, but they announced it, and there was the shirt, and there was the final record. And I, when I was when I you know I saw this and said, oh, you know, something's happening. I must act. <laughs> and so, <laughs> uh, so I got the the vinyl actually, and and then um. I decided I didn't care about the shirt, but then, you know, it's very, very quickly went out of stock. Yeah, um, it was. Mm-hmm. I was shocked. I, I was like, I, 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 it happened in the middle of the night. So it was gone by the time I woke up. So that didn't surprise me when I heard it was gone in like three minutes. That blew me away a little bit. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm glad I didn't wait. I mean, like, because that, because uh, the, I mean, the, the vinyl was, out. I think it's still out now, but, um, yeah, it it was at least listed as sold out pretty quickly, mm-hmm. much less quickly than the shirt, but quickly. So, and and it was really in the middle of the night for a lot of the world. So, uh, I mean, it's always the middle of the night for half the world, but um, you know, it was it <laughs> was ill timed for people in Europe, particularly. Or, or uh, I don't, I forget. I must have been up late or something. Yeah. I got. Yeah. I managed to get it while I was at work. Uh-huh. Oh, nice. <laughs> I was gonna say. I think it was the mid morning. For most of Europe, does that sound plausible? Yeah, I think it was about eleven. Yeah, eleven a.m. in the morning. Yeah, Paul, you just keep weird hours, so everything is skewed for you. I think that's probably true. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I yeah I, I mean I lucked out. I'm I'm happy that I was a, sort of paying attention when it happened. But there's no reason. There's no good reason that I was. I mean, so oh well. Yeah. Maybe it'll come back. I don't know. It does feel like that was a little overly <laughs> artificially limited. I mean, that at least give people a, a shot at getting it. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, like Loon says in chat, it was prime time for Japan, and that was yep. the target audience. So, yeah. So the next thing that I think still isn't quite exactly part of the ten baby metal years celebration, although it is kind of marketing for it in a way. Um, is this thing that caught us sort of by surprise. Uh, so on the 10th, Natalie, the the like music journalism site, posted a little article about all the stuff that, that uh, Baby Metal is doing for their 10-year celebration. But among the things that they listed was a a set of five things that, I forget what they actually called it, but it was like a talk show or something. And they gave a list of dates and times for these five things. And you know it said something like, Fans aren't don't want to miss this. This will be a review of the the, the past ten years, and it sounded very intriguing. Um, but even more intriguing was the fact that immediately they deleted that part of the article. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> what does that mean? And it turns out basically what it meant is that uh, it just got delayed by a day. So um, the first of those, many of us are well aware. Uh, was just broadcast on their YouTube channel, um, I don't know, some number of hours ago. There are five. We've seen one. So in the press release, there's some text. The text uh, is in Japanese, but 
what it translates to is something sort of like uh, to celebrate the release of the best album, 10 Big Metal Years, uh, the Evangelists of Steel, who have been witnessing legends by conducting numerous interviews from the formation of Babe Metal to the present, uh, have reconfirmed their whatever, blah, 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 um, the tracing 10 years of resistance and unraveling the phenomenon that Babe Metal has caused. That's kind of the description of this thing that's happening in five parts, special programs. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think if you kind of get through the fuzz of that is it's basically, well, I mean, we know it is basically people who have been interviewing them throughout the years, getting together and kind of talking through the story. Right. And it's, but the other thing too, is that it's, it's called Hone Talk, right? Like we were going on about earlier. And that is like the baby nut da 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 thing. That is a parody of something that everybody in Japan is going to know and no one outside of Japan is going to know. <laughs> So there's a, there's a, well, actually there's something that I think that's kind of funny about this. I don't know if, I don't know to what extent people see this, but when you write this out, so it's a parody of a show uh, called Ami Talk. Um, and when you write that out in Katakana, the way they've written it, it's actually, it's to long, long again. And that's weird. That's like, you know, that's not the way you write Japanese, but what are, what it's done, what they've done is they've lengthened the tall part. So it's, it's like a long talk, which is what it is. It's a long talk. It's a, it's a long form talk show, which I think is hilarious by itself. But then maybe metal <laughs> borrowed that and, and, you know, made Hone talk. So, so, I mean, I think the same kind of feeling that I had before about this, uh, about the Japan net da 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 is that like, I think there's a, there's a fair amount of grumpiness that is stemming from the fact that people don't understand what they were doing. <laughs> And that this was a parody of an existing thing. And uh, and I think that also has something to do with why it was basically just aimed right at Japan. You know, like it's it was announced in Japanese. It was scheduled at a time that's convenient for weekday nights because it's going to be five days in a row. Um, so I don't think it's really supposed to be for people who aren't in Japan. But Right. So what do you think? We saw, we saw the first one. So once I got past the, oh, that was it part of... <laughs> My morning, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is actually kind of neat because we learned who was on the show, right? It's the it's the the founder and editor in chief of Hedoban, mm-hmm. um, and two writers, music writers who've interviewed and talked to them before, and they're doing things like they uh, they were talking about, you know, the first time they heard of them, the first song they listened to, um, the first time they saw them live, and they were just kind of going through the very, very early years, Doki Doki Morning, Ine, uh, Headbanger, Megitsune, um, kind of ending, talking about Budokan. So I was like, okay, that's, that's kind of cool. And if they're going to do five of these, you know, we'll see who else they get to talk about or, or see who else they bring on, if anybody. Um, and it might be kind of interesting to to hear what their thoughts are over the last 10 years of Baby Metal. Yeah, I mean, I think, so they, they did pick people who I think have done deep, deep and numerous interviews with them. Mm-hmm. Over the years, too. I mean, like the Hedobon guy for sure. Um, but uh, uh, Tomonori Shiba uh, is is another one who's done. So that was that was, that person was given as Shiba Metal. Uh, Noyuki Umazawa, who uh, was given as Uma Metal, he's the founder of Hedobon. Um, and then there was someone else, uh, Ato Daishi, who's listed as Dachang Metal. Um, and that Dachang Metal actually was also in, in um, the Baby Met Da 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 sitting on a roof or something. Yeah, it was. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
But yeah, I mean, so one thing about it is that it's short. Um, it was shorter than I was anticipating, but it uh, the whole thing was like eight minutes long, and it was really sort of sandwiched in the middle of the uh, the kind of like ten year preview, you know, video. So there's a sort of merchandising look to it because it kind of it kind of starts and ends with the, like you know this is part of the the ten year celebration. Then they do the the talking part, and then at the end they do you know here are the things you can buy. <laughs> mm-hmm. What's well, the yeah, it was the same one minute thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They when they released. started to play the intro to Doki Doki Morning, I really thought they were just going to play music videos. I did too. I like, is this really it? Yeah. <laughs> I did too. But yeah, I was like, oh no, I'm just going to watch Doki Doki Morning, the music video. Yay. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I think I'm still, I'm, I'm somewhat optimistic about how this will develop. I mean, like, it, you know, when you think about yeah. this, this was basically like act one of five and this is kind of the way you would start, you know, like what, how did you... What did you think of them at the beginning? How did you, what was your first encounter with them like? And then mm-hmm. what I'm hoping is, because they are all interviewers, um, I'm hoping that we will actually get some um, actual interview segments or references to individual interviews that they did. That would be sort of the ideal. But it was, it's weird mm-hmm. that the thing was only like, you know, a five minute segment surrounded by a couple more minutes of marketing. Yeah, I think it's like six and a half, seven minutes followed by the one minute video by our stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if they're doing that five times, you know, a, a little 30 minute retrospective talking to people who have interviewed them over the years, I, I think that could be interesting. Um, and I'm not ruling out the possibility that, you know, they might bring in um, like Marty Friedman or other English speaking folks, journalists that have talked to them over the years or themselves at the very end. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to remain optimistic about things like that. But if they don't, they don't. You know, yeah. I, I try and set my expectations appropriately. <laughs> It'd be nice to see some Nagitsunes on there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I do think this this is kind of it's kind of a neat little thing. I think there was um because everything is kind of obscured by translation issues and things and not being aware of the existence of Ami talk and stuff. There was a some expectation at least among, you know, the the English speaking fans that you know didn't didn't get borne out that this was going to be something different somehow um even though the press release bit did basically say we're going to be talking to people who have interviewed them <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, another thing that i actually found it quite helpful this actually very often happens in the in the like the little interstitial movies and things like that uh whenever there's some kind of narration or some kind of discussion um they actually have the japanese characters down there as a like a subtitle um, and that was actually super helpful because, mm-hmm. you know, technology has advanced advanced enough that I could point my phone at it. And, you know, as it was happening, I could basically see what they were saying. Right. You know, so I, I wasn't really lost. I mean, like, you know, you, you have to kind of approximate it, but uh, you can still see what they were saying. And and I think if I were just watching it with without that assistance, it would have been a little harder to focus on it. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, I think that helped a lot. So if you didn't, if you are watching a future one, it's possible that they're all aired before this actually hits the feed. But if you're if you are watching yeah. a future one, maybe then try that because that that helps. Yeah, and and to that effect, I, I'll be honest. I've been frustrated all morning with you know, at least the bubble I'm in of English speaking fans complaining about not having English subtitles or doing things in English, just just because of the honestly the sense of entitlement and lack of appropriate expectation that is going around and it's really irritating to me as an, as an English speaker um, because I, I, I try and look at everything as a whole. Maybe, maybe I'm just, I don't know, maybe I'm entitled myself in that way, but 
like do, do, do people even listen to themselves when they're <laughs> when they're enraged about this kind of stuff like this is an international group and here's the entire english fan base complaining about no subtitles what about the people who speak spanish what about the people who speak russian chinese taiwanese yeah. all these other languages you know everybody's getting all up in arms about this and i, I just don't think it's justified you if you're a fan of a japanese band that's part of it <laughs> right like and and nothing they have done in the past leads you to believe that they will ever do things natively in english when they're in japan like this i i don't know why we'd start now but i mean even the, and actually part of, that's part of why i wanted to focus a little bit at the beginning there on the fact that this is a parody of a thing that everyone in japan knows and no one outside of japan knows no one knows how talk mm-hmm. <laughs> except the japanese <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like we find it interesting, but but these are also, you know, what the people they're talking to are people who have interviewed them in Japanese, right? And the, you know, yeah, <laughs> like those articles they wrote are in Japanese. Yeah. So, I, I think perspective on this is really important too. You know, this thing airs at nine p.m. JST. That's five a.m. for me on the west coast of the U.S. If you're listening to this podcast or participating in really any of the online communities. You're less than 1% of the fan base. The rest of the world has no idea that this thing even happened. You know, they're going to be waking up to it and seeing it on their YouTube feed, you know, if they're doing that. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure the fact that the group they follow in Japan on YouTube is doing things in Japanese isn't even a second thought. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, if somebody looks at it and says, you know, they can sort of skim over it and see, well, you know, whatever, it's not... It's not critical for me. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting they did it, and I think it's funny. You know, I I I do think that there is a certain comedy that is being put into this stuff. I mean, these yeah. two parodies of of you know culturally pervasive things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and the other thing that bothers me too is you know if they didn't do this, everybody would just be complaining that they didn't do anything at all. So it's like, oh, yeah. you, you know, how do, how do you even win with some of these people? And it's. <laughs> It, it's ruined my morning. It's it's ruined my morning. Like I got up at 5 a.m. to watch this thing and I just got so irritated that I couldn't fall back asleep. Sorry. Just of all the negativity. And I'm just like, I just want to enjoy this band from Japan, you know, and I usually do a pretty good job of keeping my social feeds curated to kind of keep that away. But every now and again, it just creeps in because it gets so big. It's unavoidable. And, mm-hmm. you know, just I, I just I just want to enjoy some music <laughs> and enjoy this quirky group from Japan. Yeah. Why does there have to be baggage with everything they do? And we can, you know, we can also remember that we just got BMC, you know, I mean, like we got yeah. something, they, that's a new thing. We didn't have that from them before. And they pretty clearly recorded that more recently than anything else. Mm-hmm. All right. Are we done? Is there, is there more that we'd yeah, like to that's, say? That's the this? end of, that's the end of my soapbox. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> Sorry. I needed to get that off my chest. Yeah, no, I I, I felt it too. I mean, like, I, you know, there's, there's, um, I, you know, I guess I tried pretty hard to contextualize this and, you know, and the, and seeing that it was this Japanese aimed parody of a Japanese thing, you know, I think really did temper my expectations of what it was going to be. So, mm-hmm. and I think, uh, I think that plays into it a lot. You know, if you were really expecting something much different from this, a, I don't know why, but B, uh, I can see why it would be disappointing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
and before anybody says anything, of, of course, I would love there to be to be English subtitles or subtitles in any other language for that matter. Of course, that's something that would be cool and really great as somebody who, you know, speaks trash to your Japanese and gets every other word on their best day. Um, but that doesn't mean I lose sight of the context and perspective of the bigger picture of what they're doing. Yeah. All right. Let's get to the, the big thing. So we reached October 10th. Well, I don't actually, I actually, to be honest, don't barely remember how this all unfolded. But at some point we learned <laughs> that uh, there is a whole, there's a whole pile of things that are happening. Babymetalnews.com has a you know nice sort of breakdown summary of the things, but on the Baby Metal site, you know, there's actually a special site for it. It's it's you know babymetal.com slash ten baby metal years. Mm-hmm. Um, and it lists ten slots of things. Um, and you know, and a teaser thing, which kind of kind of describes at least some of these things. Um, I think it's maybe actually mostly talking about the the media releases, the teaser. But um so there the first one is a best of, a best of type album. Second is uh ten legend songs tournament. Third one is Stay Metal, Stay Rock May Can, which is a streamed concert. The fourth one is Ten Baby Metal Legends, which is a trivia contest. <laughs> and the mm-hmm. fifth one is the one we've already sort of talked about uh, before, which is the Kadokawa um, book magazine thing. And then there's five more slots, which are just labeled, you know, they're labeled only the Fox God knows. So we don't know what those last slots are. One thing we do know, I think, is that they are they do not contain Hone Talk. <laughs> so <laughs> we didn't burn a slot on that. Right. But uh, yeah, so they're still on, even even now, whatever it is, the eleventh. Um, we don't know all of the things for the tenth. Right. Mm-hmm. We we have half of those slots are still unknown, and even in the release things, there's a slot that we don't know. So, I'm just glad they're doing something, and they figured out an alternative plan because their previous plans got ruined ruined by COVID nineteen. So. At this point, I'll just take anything I can get. Yeah. And and we're getting things, and that's okay. My wallet's not happy, but we're getting things. No. But my heart is. My heart is, <laughs> yes. Well, I, <laughs> well I, yeah, I think this is pretty elaborate, actually. Uh, you know, as you as we go Hell through, yeah, this. absolutely. <laughs> so, um, and they have some pretty pretty uh, you know funny ideas in here too. Maybe we can start with. We have a new photo. We can we can retire that that weird haired you know galaxy photo <laughs> that we yeah. had before. Yeah. Um, it's now very yellow. Yes. It's very yellow, um, and and now you can see more of the the costumes. To me, it kind of looks like they're going for more of a bronze look. I know there's a, huge, a massive filter over this; you can't really tell the exact color of their costume. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Maybe it's it's gold and I, it looks more sturdy along the chest and the shoulders, more like like a warrior outfit. Mm-hmm. And I think this costume isn't the same as the one of that teaser of the um, book because that the um, those mm. triangles aren't there on Sue's, or maybe it is. I don't know. You can't really see. Yeah, it's tricky. Yeah, because on that other photo, it's black and white triangles. Yeah, so this is the mm. um, I guess this is the cover of the Karakawa book that we're talking about yes that's it yeah yeah um and it looks like the little the little things what do we decide brooch 
Roach, yeah. <laughs> um, those look like they match, but I don't know beyond that. But these are yeah. Sue's looks looks amber, but Moa's looks um, black. Yeah. And, and stylistically, these are quite close to the prior ones. I mean, they're they're yeah, they're very very similar. And Moa has sleeves. Oh yeah. Oh look at that. <laughs> oh, and she has like a little floaty bit of fabric on her um, arm as well, and Sue doesn't. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> I'm a, maybe a little bit surprised at the degree to which it's only a minor variation that it isn't. Yeah. Normally they they just completely change the outfit, don't they? Well, certainly it's certainly much less of a shift than we had, you know, going into 2018 mm-hmm. and then coming out of, or you know, then going into Dark Knight Carnival, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God. And then coming out of that, but it was still gold. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But because one thing that doesn't that really hasn't come up, you know, is that this is supposed to be the end of the metal resistance. Like whatever that was that we did for the past 10 years is over. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so the next thing is not going to be episode 11. I don't know what it's going to be. Is it going to be episode one? Is it not going to be an episode? Uh, but it's interesting that the that they're that this really might just be about like what goes in the lore movies, because it doesn't seem to have shifted the costume. <laughs> Yeah, well, I wonder, we probably won't get another episode until we get a live, another big live, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's usually signifies the beginning and end of eras with this group. Um, and I, I would wager we would be on a new episode as of, well, today <laughs> or yesterday in Japan um, because there was supposed to be what we assume was going to be a concert where this could have all kicked off. So we, we might end up in the metal resistance for the foreseeable future. No, but actually, um, uh, I think it ticked over on, on Fox day. Right. I mean, like, or the, you know, when that clock, there was a the clock on the one side that said, you know, welcome to episode 10. And that would, that what didn't, that didn't correspond to a concert. So I don't think it's, I don't think it starts um, at a concert necessarily. I think it just contains them. I'd say the majority of them have though, haven't they? Don't know. Don't know. Well, at least for this one, we know 1010 was supposed to be Doomsday and the end of Metal Resistance, mm-hmm. which hasn't happened that we know of. Yeah, or at least we don't know the consequences of that happening. Right. Right. <laughs> it didn't change the costume much. Incidentally, um, uh, it's also Doomsday in the sense of that uh, id Software considers it Doomsday because that's when Doom 2 was released. <laughs> I thought right. that was actually kind of funny. <laughs> Side note, the soundtrack is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you mean for Doom 2? Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm not playing it, but Tom is, but yeah, it's very, very good. Uh-huh. Yeah, the first one's really good too. Mm. Yeah, you know, actually it does um some big metal song that actually reminds me of M1E1 or whatever it's called. The <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but so I guess we can maybe work through the the things. Probably the most complex one is the best album, the 10 Baby Mill Years best album. <laughs> um, they're really just pushing hard on this 10 thing. So there yeah, are, they are 10 <clears throat> different kinds that you can get. <laughs> ten, 10 new members. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh God, don't start that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. And, and actually the other thing is it's really, the release date is December 23rd, which means, you know, it's, it's uh, if you're getting, if you're trying to get this out of Japan, 
you aren't going to see it till 2021 probably. Yeah. Um, so we'll see, but there, okay. So there are 10, we, we know what the first nine are and the 10th one is still a question mark. So we don't know what that is. They're all kind of centered around this best of album, which is something, you know, it's got 10 tracks and it is some selection of what we don't know what those tracks are, but it's, you know, some 10 tracks. Presumably it's approximately what, like three from each album. I, I just don't know, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't know anymore. (laughs) It actually seems fairly likely that what it's going to look like is a set list. You know, it's going to be, it's most likely going to be the songs they play on tour. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I think we need to just caveat this whole segment with a maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Well, here's one thing. Here's a a nine things we know for sure. Um, so there's a standard edition. That's the, that's the cheap one. That's the, that's the total basic one. Um, you can get the CD for 2000 yen. Uh, there's a vinyl, uh, version of this as well. And that's 5,000 yen. It's interesting that I guess that counts as both one. So it's either one CD or one vinyl. It's not two things in our list of 10. Right. Uh, and then, okay, so then basically the rest of the things, there's um, three different first press limited editions. There's two, the one limited editions. And then there are three that you can't even buy, which I think uh, is hilarious. Just <laughs> bang my head against my microphone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so all of them, all of these have the, the regular CD. The first press limited edition A has a Blu-ray with all with 16 music videos on it. And that is 3,800 yen. Um, I think that's actually really cool. First of all, okay, so it has 16 videos on it, which means they had to release BMC because that's the 16th. And they, we also have Blu-ray now. Like, mm-hmm. we've never had them that good before, I don't think. Gifters rejoice. Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, I think it's, um, I think we've had some like 1080p broadcasts with like little station bugs in the corner for, for some mm-hmm. of them, but so that's, that. I think that's cool. Um, First Press Limited Edition B has, I don't fully understand this one. I mean, like I, I see what they're doing, but I don't know how to use it. Um, so it has CD and then it has 10 different 12 inch sized, you know, like L, LP sized, vinyl sized jackets with artwork on them mm. freshly taken non-gmo photographs right free range free range farm fresh <laughs> <laughs> i only say that because if you translate what it actually says in japanese directly using deep l or uh, google it says fresh photographs mm. oh my god <laughs> that's cool yeah i love that and I've just been writing that because I think it's really funny. Fresh <laughs> photographs. Farm fresh. Farm fresh. <laughs> but I think it's, so it, as far as I understand it, it comes with a CD and then 10 things that you can put on LPs. It doesn't actually come with an LP. Right. So you don't have anything to put them on. And I mean, it occurred to me you could, I suppose, buy 11 vinyls, <laughs> like 11 or, vinyl editions and then put some your frames. covers on 10 of them. Or some frames, Paul. It's a standard size. I suppose that's true. If they're photos, <laughs> I'm hoping they're good. 
you know, and, and they're not so big that it, you know, won't take three rooms to display them. Right. Um, so if you want, if you want to display them, it should be an achievable goal. Yeah. But okay. So that's uh, what this, I don't know if I said it's 4,800 yen. Uh, okay. And then first press limited edition C has, uh, that one seems kind of like the deluxe one, except that you might want the things in the other first press limited edition. So ultimately you get them all, <laughs> but, um, the limited edition C comes with a, a poster and the main thing that comes with, comes with is a Blu-ray called 10 legend movies, which is going to have live footage from songs that win a song tournament <laughs> that we will talk about later. Please God vote for from dust till dawn. Yeah. If you're listening okay. to this and this vote hasn't happened yet, I implore you to use your one vote to vote for that song. Please. Yeah. However, it's, it's tiered. So, um, there's certain things that have to happen, I think, before that, right? Or is it is it already is it already eliminated immediately? Let's see, from dusk to dawn, where is that? Oh, it's in that crazy tier. So it's up yeah. against it's up against up down left right B B A B. The winner of that is up against brand new day, and the winner yeah. of that is up against headbanger. Yeah, <laughs> I know <laughs> it's not going to happen. Yeah. I know it's, it's on the bracket in that place for a reason. Yeah, but I just want to dream. Let me dream. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, what it's kind of cool though. So basically, essentially, we are picking as a as a group, you know, ten songs that they will then take live footage from uh, and put it on a Blu-ray, and that's coming with first press limited edition C. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. And actually, for a while, I thought there was going to be a CD too, but I think there isn't. I don't think there's a CD with those songs on it. I think the only thing that comes out of this is the Blu-ray, but I mean, like you can just make a playlist <laughs> really. Yeah. So that one was 4,000 yen. Uh, now there are two, the one sets. I would say the real one is the one set limited edition B, but there's this goofy one, which is the one limited edition set A, which is the Karata battle set, uh, which basically comes with the CD and then like this card game. <laughs> So it has a, a CD that goes, a CD that's sort of used to play the game, I guess, um, CD with battle track. And it has 42 battle cards and a battlefield. And it's uh, 12,000 yen. It's stupid, but I'm so excited for that. Yeah, I really <laughs> love that idea. I mean, this is one of those sort of comic things that I really appreciate. Yeah. Um, and if you don't know, this is not something they just made up. It's a thing. It's, it's a playing card game. Um, of all, all kinds all over Japan. So it's, it's, it's not unique. It's, it's a real thing being baby metalized here. Yeah. Not, not unlike the Hone talk. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they did something like this with their first album. Um, I am trying to remember exactly that. I don't remember what it's called, but they had, they had a, a version of their first album, which was actually, when you got it, it came in a uh, what looked like a basically like a twelve-inch, you know, LP-sized thing. It actually didn't have any media in it. It just had a code that you could download the the first album with. But it, but it mm. had a little um, like cardboard Budokan stage and some little like action figure things that you could cut out and prop up on it. It was and uh, and, and I think there were actually little rules for the game that you would play with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so they've done something sort of like this before. Right. I like it. I like that a lot. I think this is the like the, the most playful of the options here. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually pick that one. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, there, they really are. There are ten different things, and at least six of them uh, yeah. have like interesting, interesting yeah. variants yeah. on them. God damn it! Yeah, no. yeah. Cobra. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, and some of these, I, I I forgot to mark this down here, but um, I think the one editions have a pretty limited time window to buy them. Like, I think they the, do. the battle set actually is just days. Like, I think you have a couple of days left as we record before you can't buy it anymore. But but the other one is you know a little later than that, but not a lot. Um, I think the I think the mm. buying window is really quite tight on these. Yeah, although I think they'll probably be gone by the time this airs. It is possible. Yeah, and I mean they are they're pre-orders, but I thought I'd heard actually that the card uh, card to battle set is out of stock already. Um, which really I don't know what that means. You know, maybe it means that they really did just have a commitment for a certain number. You know, they were assembling them yeah. or whatever, but I mean, like, it could be that they only had, you know, how many do you think they sold? <laughs> I don't even know. 300? Good question. Um, but. I can, well, I can still add it to my card on Smart. Okay, so. good. But yeah, I mean, like, the, the thing is that all of these things have something that would make you want it specifically. Uh, the only thing I did not get was the standard CD, <laughs> which is absurd. <laughs> no, I didn't either. But. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> Although it is possible, the, there are store bonuses too. So if you buy these things from different stores, they'll have different specific things. So yeah, um, the things uh, Osmart has a sticker sheet, but if you got them from Amazon, then you get a ticket file and Tower and HMV each have clear files. Um, uh, Tsutaya Records has a magnetic sheet. Uh, Rakuten has a big badge. Disc Unit has a carabiner. <laughs> right, <laughs> so much stuff to collect. Yeah, good luck. But um, uh, Toys Toy Store, Toys Factory Store has a postcard set. That was the one that I was thinking about. Like, if I was going to get the standard CD from anywhere, I might get it from there just for that store bonus. But, but at the same time, that's a lot really for a postcard set that may not matter much. This is the first time I've made an Ace Mart order and thought the shipping was justified. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because you bought a lot. Because <laughs> I bought it all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's see. The uh, We haven't talked about the Chronicle set yet, I think, right? So um, the other, the one limited edition, which is I think the more sort of serious one, is the uh, limited edition B Chronicle set. Um, and that one has a CD. It has two Blu-rays. So here's what I think I'm reading. The one set, limited edition B, has one Blu-ray that is live footage from all the songs that are on the CD, the regular CD that is with part with all of these except the vinyl. Uh-huh. Um, and the other Blu-ray is interviews, you know, retrospective interviews with Sue and Ma going back ten years. I mean, uh, at least re- recounting ten years. I don't know if the interviews themselves go back that long, but their discussion does. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think what's different between the Blu-ray with limited edition B. And first press C is that first press C has a Blu-ray drawn from the tournament, and limited edition B has a Blu-ray with the tracks drawn from the CD. Does that sound right? Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Is in the there's been circulating this this uh, funny little chart um, 
which I was consulting just a minute ago, you know, in the columns, it has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, right? Which, which correspond to these different things, you know, mm -hmm. so limited edition A is two and limited edition B is three and so forth. And then the rows are all the things, you know, so there's the 10 song CD, there's a profit card, which we haven't talked about yet. The music video, uh, Blu-ray, the 10 legendary artworks, the 10 legendary movies, Blu-ray, the poster, and, you know, sort of with little X's in all the places where they're contained. But so it looks like the 10 legendary movies, that's the one that is based on the tournament. And then there's a 10 best live songs, which I think only seems to exist on the one set B. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there will be a test and you will not pass oh, that no. test. <laughs> you need to agree to understand all yeah. this. Anyway, but... Back to this. We haven't actually gone through the, this. The Chronicle set has the CD. It has these two Blu-rays. The probably most interesting of these being the interview one. Um, it has a big flag and it has a 72 page photo book called Apocalypse 10 Baby Metal Years. So that's the one. That's the real, the mm -hmm. one set. I'm pretty excited for that photo yeah. book. Yeah. 10 I years of photos. Just because of the photo book. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And well, and there's also the big flag. <laughs> so. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Another big logo flag. Yeah. Yay. You really do need to live in a gymnasium or something like that to, <laughs> to yeah. fit all this stuff on a wall. But <laughs> yeah, so I mean, really what's going to happen is it's going to go with all my other rolled up posters on the shelf. But um, anyway, yeah, so that one, that does look cool. So we've gotten through numbers one to six, where one is both a CD and a vinyl. I mean, like one is split into two, but we also know what seven, eight and nine are. Um, and they are, you know, this again feels like Cobra comedy, you know, but, um, though, so these are special profit versions, like profit with a pH in the middle because <laughs> you can't buy them. Right. So they wouldn't right. be profit with enough, but, um, so they're special versions of the CD, uh, with songs picked by Sue metal for one of them, Mo metal for the second and Cobra metal for the third. So they picked 10 songs. They put them in some order. They made like a little mixtape, you know, playlist for you. And uh, I think for pre-orders and for anything, I think it's sort of anything that's like non-standard, like the first press editions and the one editions, you get a profit card, which mm -hmm. lets you list out what 10 songs you think are on whichever profit card you get. So you, you get you get a random one. It's going to either be Koba or maybe they're all going to be Koba just to be mean. Um, but, you know, it'll be one of those and you fill it out. And you have to get, you have to figure out what 10 songs it is out of whatever that is, like 40, 42 songs. Uh, and you have to get them in the right order. And if you do, you might get one of these profit editions. I don't know for sure if you will get one. I think it's, I think it's possible that nobody in the world is going to actually get the right songs in the right order for any of these. So they might well just be able to guarantee it. <laughs> Somebody on Reddit did the math. Loon posted the number in our chat. Yeah. How many digits do you think that number is? Uh, let's see. Well, it's Maybe I should ask how three. many commas one, two, do you think three, that number is? Four, five. So it's, it's 16 <laughs> digits. So one in five and 16 zeros. <laughs> what is, I think that's five trillion, right? Does that sound right? Oh, it's more than that, right? So is it let's see. Those are millions. Yeah, yeah, no, you might be right. No, well, I don't know. Quadrillion? It's Quad quadrillion. quadrillion. I haven't even heard of that. It's whatever's, I think it's what's ever's after trillion. Quadrillion, yeah. Fi yeah, five quadrillion, 339 trillion, 572 billion, 
260 million. Yeah. Good luck, everybody. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I mean, like the odds of succeeding, uh, you know, like <laughs> y- you could, you could probably win a couple of lotteries and just buy the company. <laughs> <laughs> With more yeah, likelihood. Yeah. If you win this thing, go buy a lottery ticket immediately. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have more chance of meeting the girls themselves than winning this? <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. If somebody does win it, this will be by far the most expensive piece of merchandise ever. Ever. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, so Full stop. I, I think you can. So you can enter multiple times, you know, so you, you might be able to cut that in half, you know, one and oh. two and a half tri- oh. trillion or whatever that is, quadrillion. <laughs> but um what do you think it's like one per code, one per profit card, maybe? Yeah, I think you get one profit card for each thing you got. So, you know, if you bought six things, you probably have six chances. Ooh, but I feel better already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But well, and actually the but the other thing too is that you have but it's multiplied by three again, too, because you you don't know which of them you're gonna get. So you randomly yeah. get the same metal, metal, or cobalt metal. Oh, absolutely insane. Yeah. So, so this really does feel like, you know, a Koba joke, does it not? Oh, it really does. <laughs> I mean, it's like that pillow. Okay, you buy a CD, get a stamp, <laughs> buy a DVD, have a postcard that you put the stamp on the postcard to enter a lottery for a pillow. <laughs> People actually won the pillow, though. Yeah. Your odds were way better to get that pillow than winning one of these CDs. <laughs> right. <laughs> this thing better come with like a signed checkie or something. Yeah. So what I was thinking, I mean, so I I guess I sort of, I had, oh, well, so timeline wise, these profit cards are part of the things that you order, which means nobody's going to get these before, you know, December 23rd, right? So I was going to say, I was wondering if there would be hints somewhere. We have all the way until then before a hint that we get could help. But um, it does seem like with with something, with odds like this, there's going to be a hint somewhere, um, and I thought maybe it was right. going to be on these these YouTube things, but I no longer think that. Just because it doesn't seem like the right place for it, but something that would say, you know, well, you know, something that would say, like, well, I put this one first, says Sue in an interview, <laughs> um, <laughs> or I put this one after that one, or if I used that one, I would have put it last, <laughs> or whatever. Um. Because otherwise, it's just impossible. I mean, like it's it's actually just impossible, really. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so those are seven to nine, and then ten is not yet revealed, so we don't know what that is. But it's probably going to be uh, very very desirable and very expensive. That is my prediction. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I think I want to leave that in just exactly like that. You sighing and then a. Like 20 seconds of a pause and then you sighing again. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) There's a um, relatively funny classic episode of The Simpsons, which has Sideshow Bob, you know, um, chasing them. uh, And uh, at one point he shows up uh, and like steps on a rake and slams himself in the face. And then it zooms Ah. out and he's like standing in a ring of rakes, which he just kind of like walks around, slams himself in the face. (laughs) <laughs> what I love about that is that that scene goes on for like way longer than you think it should. It just keeps yeah. going. Then <laughs> that's what then that's what I heard in your in your sound there. Yep. Yep. 
Yep. But. All right. So anyway, those those are the that's the things those are the things that they're selling, and uh, they if you add them all up, they do come to a lot. Um, I think they come they come up to something that's in the neighborhood of like sixty thousand yen, something like that. It's pretty rough, but at the same time, you know, uh, the Five Fox Festival, Big Fox Festival set was already by itself, I think, like 350 or whatever. So it's oh, not. Oh, yeah. That is the most expensive thing I've ever bought. <laughs> <laughs> it is a lot, but it is a lot of pieces, too. I mean, like, if you got all of these things. Yeah, oh, exactly. That's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> so where, yeah, I am going to have to find a. It's going to take the other half of my shelf. <laughs> but anyway. Um, so we, let's we we can maybe move on to talk about the other things, which will not take as long, I don't think. But so we mentioned the tournament. You want to, do we want to talk more about that? Sure. So in a fight to the death, we've been talking about all this merch, and you can buy a CD that has ten songs on it and things like that. Um, they're doing a tournament via their Instagram, where they're pitting these songs against each other and letting the community choose winners and choose things to put on those discs. I'm not going to go through the whole bracket. We'll link that in the description. But it's as frustrating as you can imagine having to pick between these. And it's very clearly laid out in such a way as to try and guide the fan base in a certain direction to which songs end up on the final product. As we alluded to earlier with uh, From Dusty Dawn's bracket, for example. I don't know, but it's kind of cool. It's a fun thing. An interesting way to engage the community that I haven't really seen before. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm having fun arguing with everybody about what to pick. Right. A cynical thought is, you know, they had to guide it because, you know, they've already pressed all these CDs. <laughs> but um, I guess they do have time still. But so far we've had Ijime Dami Zetai against Arcadia, and we've had Dada Dance against Ine. And Ijime Dami Zetai won, Arcadia is out. Dada Dance won, and Ine is out. I don't know if I'm surprised. Right. I think that one of the Dada dance one was close. That was very close. close. I think that was like fifty one forty nine or something. Yeah, that was it so was. close. It was like fifty fifty for quite a yeah. while. Yeah, yeah. Give me chocolate beat Abadama fever. That's not yeah, too surprising. <laughs> Onidari Daisaksan beat song four, and that just I just I was very annoyed. By having to make that choice. <laughs> I was too. <laughs> I couldn't pick. <laughs> I mean, just put those on other, like put them against something else. <laughs> because, the, the, <laughs> anyway. So, Onidari does sucks on one. I like song four a lot, but I think that's probably the right result. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, there's there's no losers. There's no losers on that side, in my opinion. Yeah. But it doesn't matter which one won because Gimme Chocolate's going to win <laughs> over whichever one won. Oh, no. Sorry, I'm talking about uh, Song 4 and Onidari. Yeah. There's, there's just no loser between the two for me. I love them oh, both. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's true. I, I, they're both ones that I often will start at, you know. But So as we're recording, we have Karate um, against Kagero. We have... Catch Me If You Can against Elevator Girl. We have Doki Doki Morning against Syncopation, and we have Akatsuki against Amore. <laughs> <laughs> These are really messed up. Yeah. 
decided this? Uh, I mean, I got to applaud him. Like, this is a great way to get the community engaged in talking. You know, if, if, yeah, you, if you built a bracket in such a way that it was like, oh, yeah, of course I'm going to pick that. You know, it wouldn't be nearly as fun or interesting. So I got to applaud him for that, as frustrating as it is. Yeah. Um, it does look so, like so. Um, Paul in the chat has has put like the current the current standings. Um, it does look like for the most part they are they're not right in the middle. I mean, like most of them are sort of like yeah seventy thirty ish. It seems to be about how they all are operating. Mm-hmm. I'm a little surprised. Uh, Akatsuki and Amori aren't closer. I would have expected that one to be a little closer to fifty fifty. But Akatsuki is crushing Amori. Yeah, and and yeah, that was that was going to be my guess actually that. That's the way it would go. Um, I am a little surprised with syncopation, though. Um, mm, mm-hmm. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm not. Never mind. I misread it. Doki Doki Morning is crushing syncopation, and that is exactly what I expected would happen. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, a lot of this is really, you know, what it is is, like, I'm trying to think, like, what will everybody else do? Because I can't decide between these, but I'm just trying to think what everyone else will do. <laughs> but as we were talking about before, like, the consequence of this is that... Whatever the song list is, those songs are going to be uh, mm-hmm. put on a live Blu-ray. And that's the thing. If up, down, left, right, BBAB, or, when, I mean, if that, if that wins, they have to make a new one because <laughs> there isn't one. Um, and if um, From Dusk Till Dawn wins, they have to use the Palladium. I really want it to win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I know oh, it has no just- chance. No, but that would just be the cherry on top of the 10 years. God, it really would be. And it would be such <laughs> a big middle finger or whatever your middle finger equivalent is in your country to Coma Metal to have to release that yeah. footage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We love you, Coma, but still. It's <laughs> if you're going to give me a chance to rebel, I'm going to rebel, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway yeah so it's 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 fun and it's goofy and it'll be over you know at some point fairly soon here i think oh look at that from dust to dawn is up against up down left right pbab so you know which way that's gonna go uh, yeah i know because <laughs> no one would uh, this is all this is all very strategically planned <laughs> but it's gonna lose the headbanger in the end anyway so it will. yeah yeah it doesn't matter I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I don't know. You never know. Maybe people will look at this and go, oh, wait, we have an opportunity here. We can rally as a fandom. Yeah. Yes. Everybody talk to one person and have that person talk to one person until everybody votes for the right things. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I think, right. I guess basically what it needs to be is um, we need to vote down, up, down, left, right, BBA and B, brand new day. Headbanger and Shanti. <laughs> Best of luck. Yeah. Yeah. My my guess is that what we're going to wind up with is uh, IDZ, Gimme Chocolate, Karate, Akatsuki, BMC, Road of Resistance, Papaya, Magitsune, Brand New Day, and Shine. That's my, yeah. that's where I think we're going to wind up. It's, it's pretty easy to predict, I think, yeah. to a pretty high degree of accuracy. But we'll see. I, I, I actually, when I was thinking about this, I do feel like the older songs have an advantage. Like that list I just listed off actually has very little for metal resistance, um, because you know the old songs are people the ones people love, and the new songs are new, so they're novel. 
and metal resistance is there stuck in the middle. <laughs> but, uh, okay, next thing. What's the next thing? Yes, okay, mm -hmm. so um, we talked about a couple of times the RockMecon Club, right? That Big mm -hmm. Metal's first, the Legend Corset Festival was at the first show. And the fact that they were going to try to do some kind of project, which they were calling RockMecon 10 Days or something, because Koba can't think of any number but 10. Uh, but um, <laughs> so now we know, now we do have something. Um, we have the uh, Rock Macon. What is it? Uh, there's some name for it. Um, yeah, stay Metal, Stay Rock Macon. That's what I was looking for. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but it's so sometime in December, there is a the one only stream. So it says, let's see, Rock Macon. Th this is the little press release for it. Rock Macon has been and continues to be a sacred venue and a starting point for Baby Metal. Years after that legendary performance, Baby Metal is excited to announce an all-new exclusive performance of Baby Metal returning to the Rock Macon, and only the one members have the opportunity to see this performance. Discuss. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm really glad that they're doing a stream and they're going to do a concert. That's in vogue, and it's been proven effective by countless other groups in Japan and around the world. I'm a little miffed that it's the one only. Not because I'm not at the one member. I am one of those idiots that buys the t-shirt every year. I think that's a missed opportunity to not make this available to everybody. Um, and I think yeah. it's just going to result in a lot of piracy. Mm -hmm. um, you know, especially with everything going on right now in the world. You know, I think the community could use something like this. And putting it behind a paywall inside a paywall is a little scummy. And, you know, I get it. They want to sell the T-shirt and make people join the one. Um, but, you know, asking people to do that in December when it ends traditionally in April, notwithstanding. Um, I think I think this one's gone a little too far for me. Yeah, I don't know. And they would they would make so much more money if they did open it up, like an unbelievable amount. Yeah, it's hard to say. I had this conversation with one of my friends the other day, actually. Um, and I'm, I'm unconvinced of that. Because I think there's okay. there's still a large portion, particularly in Japan, that will still that might buy the shirt just for this. That we're maybe on right. the fence on the fence about joining the one this year, um, and, and and I'm guessing numbers are down just because of you know 2020 being 2020, mm -hmm. so they're pushing the shirt. So I you know I, I don't know does selling a five thousand yen? How much are these shirts? I don't remember. I think that's right. They're, five five thousand. I think. Yeah. So sell so, you know selling. Let's most of these streams have shown up around the 1000 to 2000 yen. Some of the bigger groups have gone all the way up to 4000 yen for these streams. Um, so if we consider that the ticket falls between the one to 2000 yen average, does not having as many people buying that, but more people spending 5000 plus a thousand on the ticket work out to about even? It might. I'm sure there's people at Amuse that are smart enough to have crunched the numbers. Mm -hmm. uh, so I bet it's I bet it's closer than we think. I think I, I think there actually is probably some aspect of you know wanting to give something special to the one that's not that's mm -hmm. not really just like buying a thing. I mean this is this is only slightly different, but my a, I have a couple of suspicions about this. One is that I would be pretty shocked if this didn't show up on a later released Blu-ray. So, mm -hmm. so I think it's not going to be the only chance to see it is like, you know, through laggy um, video across the ocean. Almost certainly. Almost certainly. Okay. Yeah. 
I never thought of that. Um, I mean, it probably it may still be sold only to the one, but uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but the other thing that they could also do is just have another concert. You know, they could do like what they did last year, where they say we're playing at the Forum, and everybody buys Forum tickets, and then they say, oh, also we're playing right next year, next door to you. <laughs> right. You're like, All right, well, buy some more tickets, I guess. <laughs> but um, so if they if they did a, the one show, and then you know another one. Um, that was more open, like they like they did with Legend of right? Mm-hmm. Um, that could sort of do both things. Yeah. Actually, one other thing that's worth mentioning too about this RockMeCon thing is that it is really it's intended to kind of support the you know both the venue and some of their own staff too. So it's, a portion of the proceeds yeah. they say will be distributed to RockMeCon and to the Baby Metal touring staff who have Correct. been impacted by COVID nineteen. So which is really cool. Yeah. I'm really glad they're doing that. And that and that is in vogue, but I'm still going to give him credit for that. Yeah. So so we don't know what's going to happen, but um, I mean we we also don't know if more things are going to get scheduled. But that's pretty cool. It's uh, uh it seems very far away now. <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know, but um, it's going to be hard to wait till then. But of course, it actually really is only like a month and a half or something, probably. Right. So I'll be watching. Yeah. I really hope, on a side note, that it's not at four o'clock in the morning. I know it's probably going to be for me at four yeah. o'clock in the morning. It'll probably be when I'm at work as well. But yeah. Because um, I really just want to blast it. <laughs> I don't want to have to wear yeah. headphones. Right. I want to drape, I want to drape like a duvet over my TV and just have me underneath it. So I'm just yeah. kind of in the zone with the TV and nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I want I want a mosh in my living room. <laughs> I can't. I can't do that in the morning with neighbors. No. <laughs> well, we could. <laughs> yeah, particularly if it's not if it's like Sunday morning because it's a Saturday yeah. evening concert or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> and I guess the last, the last sort of item here is this this trivia contest, Ten Baby Metal Legends, which is another the one only thing, you know, the, and and another kind of Koba joke. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> So it's it hasn't started yet. It will start on October nineteenth. So which might be, I hope if this is on the feed before then. But uh, uh, and it's going to have ten questions. It will go through December seventh. So I guess it's probably going to end somewhere somewhere in the uh, in the region of when this Rockmecon show is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what you do like you answer the trivia question, and if you get it right, you get a wallpaper and a code word. And I don't know what you do with the wallpaper. I mean put it on your phone, I guess, or something. Um, <laughs> you print it and put it on your wall. You could do that. Room. Yeah. So yeah. And then you got to leave space for 10. So, but, uh, and then if you get them all right, then there's a place that you can enter them all in, which enters you to be able to win a certificate, um, say stating that you are, uh, I forget what the actual word is, but it, it includes evangelist. Right. So you can be one of 10 certified evangelists. If Fox you can. God evangelist or something. Yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> but, and apparently the, the, um, I don't know, actually know how we know this, but um, I, it has been, it has been said that if you get the answer wrong, you can try again. So, so I don't think it's actually very hard to get to the lottery if you just keep trying until you get it right. <laughs> And I'm sure the correct answers will be posted online within minutes of yeah. them being available. Yeah. 
I think it will be interesting to see what kind of questions they ask. Yeah, because it, like you know, the, this kind of thing exists in like the fan base. You know, people make little quizzes and you know ask you about like what is someone's favorite kind of chocolate or whatever kind of stuff that mm-hmm. came in out of, out of some interview. But that's I don't think that's going to be what they officially would come up with. So then I wonder what it is, would be. You know, is it going to be something sort of like you know what was their first single, <laughs> which which show did Yui fall off the stage? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that didn't happen. That didn't happen in Koba's world. So yeah, that's right. Uh, It'll be interesting to see what kind of questions they ask. I'm actually. Can you give answers in English? I presume so. Well, now that's interesting. Had <laughs> <laughs> not occurred to me. Yeah. Um, I do actually view a lot of the stuff. Just you know, I turn on Chrome's translate function, so I barely know what's what is supposed to be in Japanese and what is supposed to be in English. But yeah, that's true. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Wait and see. Yeah. Pretty soon. I, I, that reminds me too that I'm interested, I guess probably next time in principle, we'll have the ability to see what's in the Katakawa book. Um, and I'm really, yeah. really, I'm looking forward to see uh, if there are any of those 10 words that come out in English. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. So. All right. So. I think we I think we did it actually. I think we got to the end of the things that I was thinking about. Um, and we came in under 2 hours. Nice. I was nice. expecting a, a lot longer. <laughs> I was too. Yeah. But did we skip some? I'm sure. did, did There's we more we can talk about, I'm sure. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, um yeah, so I think then you might recall in the previous episode, episode 43.5, that uh, we solicited stories and anecdotes and thoughts about the past one and past past one year and past decade, uh, just sort of like anything that's kind of related to that. Uh, and I think we, and, you know, we're sort of looking forward to kind of gathering together everybody's thoughts on this. But we are going to, I guess we're going to do that next time. Does that sound right? It's either, we're going to do yeah. that soon. It's it If it turns out that we get too much stuff that happens for next time. We might conceivably bump it one more time. Does that seem right? Yeah. I think that's plausible, but I don't want to sit on it too long. Yeah. I do want to say thank you to everybody who has answered. Um, We have gotten 41 responses on our English form so far and four in Japanese. So thank you. Yeah. Thanks everybody for taking the time to uh, fill that out for us. Yeah. And so we will definitely get to it, and we are looking forward to talking about all these. But if you didn't quite get around to it, you still have a chance. <laughs> so Yeah, definitely. Yeah, sometime soon we're going to have, like, definitely by the time we have rec- we are recording next time, we will have some idea of what's in the Katakawa volume. But still, it might be still a good time to talk about it. We do have a lead on that, which is exciting. Yep, yep. And I think it's possible that as soon as that hits my... And so that's going to be the trigger for me to send what's there because I've been accumulating stuff there for a couple months. Sure. All right. Excellent. Well, thanks everybody for uh, hanging out here in the chat. There's many of you today. Yeah. Thanks everybody. Yep. So that is it for this episode. You can join us on the baby metal podcast discord to continue the conversation. Uh, Rating the podcast on whatever platform you listen on will help people find it, so please do that. We'll be back here in about two weeks. We hope you'll join us then, and until then, see you.